Should we pray for you? Yeah. See, David is a, a child of uh, the, the technology. He's <laughs> preaching from a laptop. <laughs> Let's pray for you. Loving Father, we thank you for your son, David. Thank you for his faith. Thank you for his experience of you. Thank you for the scriptures that he's been reading, for that which he's learned and discovered. And we pray, Holy Spirit, help him to, to communicate to us. And that through his words, through his insight, that you, Lord, would speak into our lives, encourage us and build us and strengthen us. And our brother David. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Good evening. So, I'm really sorry if you're not able to understand my accent, but... I'll try my best. So first of all, I would like to give thanks to Jesus. And um, I'd like to give thanks to Ed for giving me this opportunity. As Ed has already told you, he's known me since when I was nine. And um, it's been almost 16 years now. And what he didn't tell you is he got weird pictures of me and my brother. That is not cool. (laughs) And I've had a great time in Soul Survivor with Ed, and uh, yeah, he was encouraging me and my brother since my childhood, and uh, inviting us for New Wine and uh, Soul Survivor, and uh, thank you, Ed, for encouraging us in Christ, and I bring greetings from India, and from my church, and my fra- from my family, and uh, you have touched, men- touched and changed many lives back in India, and uh, thank you for encouraging us and uh, you know, showing us the love of God. And <clears throat> I hope some of you know my dad. So how many of you know Godi Shaker? Yeah, many of them. So my dad is a powerful prayer warrior. He's like, I would say he's addicted to prayer. He's like, you know, addicted. So every time he asks us to pray for whatever the reason might be, he'll, he'll say, did you do one hour prayer? Did you pray? So every time, every morning, he will ask the same question. So one day I, I, I went to my dad and I was like, all of my friends are, are, are playing PlayStation 4. It's a gaming console. So I was like, dad, even I want a PlayStation 4. So my dad was like, did you pray? And that clicked me. And I was like, what has God had to do with PlayStation 4? <laughs> so I told my dad, so, dad, God must be very busy with saving souls. Why don't you buy me a PlayStation 4 instead? <laughs> so, prayer, it's a powerful weapon. What is prayer? What does Bible say about prayer? Let us turn to First John 5, 14 and 15. So I'll read it. This is a confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, 
we know that we have what we asked of him. So it is a confidence, it is an assurance that we have of approaching towards God. So you have certain feelings if you are approaching towards someone, but prayer is a thing you have so between you and God. If you want to ask something, you have to pray. In his will, you have to be in his will, according to his will. You just can't pray that, Lord, I don't like my neighbor. Take him out. <laughs> ASAP. Take him out. We just can't do that. You have to pray according to his will. So, how to do prayer and how we are supposed to do prayer. Let us look in the Bible, Romans twelve twelve. Be joyful in hope, patience in afflictions, and faithful in prayer. Faithful in prayer. Faithful in prayer. Prayer is a mighty weapon. Prayer is a mighty weapon. I'll just tell you a story from Bible. So how powerful it is. So when Jesus was in a city of Bethany, so he goes to the temple and he destroys the temple. He comes back to the Bethany, Bethany city. And again, he wants to go to the temple back in Jerusalem. So on his way back to Jerusalem, he sees a fig tree. He sees a fig tree and there's only leaves on it. There's nothing, no fruit. So what Jesus does is he curses that tree. You will not ripe. You'll not, you'll not have fruits for the rest of your life. And the fig tree just withered away. So let us see the scriptures. Matthew 21, 22, 22. So this will be after the withering of the fig tree. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, how did the fig tree withered away so soon? So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and no doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, Believing, you will receive. So Jesus said to his disciples, assuredly, that you can even do greater things through prayer. But there was a condition what God has put in that verse. If you have faith. So if you have faith and do not doubt, you can do greater things through Christ. Faith and prayer. So you need to have faith when you are praying. So let me tell you a story. So I used to be, believe in devils a lot. You know, kid, back when I was a kid, I used to believe like there are devils. So there are devils. There is a stereotype in India that devils were white saris 
and have long hair, and they have candle. Don't ask me why they have candles in their hand, but they have candle. It's a stereotype. So, one night, at three o'clock in the night, I was thirsty. I got up, and uh, I went to have a glass of water. So, <clears throat> I took a glass of water, and I turned back. There was this shadow back in the curtain watching me. I was like, I started to shiver. I started to shiver and shake so bad that all the water in the glass started to fall down. And by the time the glass fell down, I heard a voice in that shadow saying, Daddu. And I thought the devil even knows my nickname. (laughs) So later, after coming, so can you guess who it was? It was my sister. (laughs) So, the thing, it shivered me so much, I was shaking in fear because I had faith in devil. So, later on, because of the faith in devils, I grew much more faith in God. So, how are you longing to believe him? Do you know, it is impossible for us to please God without faith. It is impossible for a human to please God without faith. Let us see the scriptures, Hebrew eleven six. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Where do we stand in Christ? Do we have enough faith? Are you close to God or are you far away from God? Where do you stand in faith with God? Where do you stand in Christ? Not physically. It's like, you know, me standing in Shipping Camden Church. Not like that. But spiritually, where do you stand? Are you close enough to Him so that you can listen to Him? Let us, let us see a story in Bible, Matthew seven twenty four to 27. So I'll, I'll just read it. And therefore, who, everyone who hears the... Hears these words of mine and put them into practice like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. So there are two persons in this story, the one who built his house on the rock and the other one who built his house on sand. Jesus tells a wise man will build his house on the rock. 
So you have to build your faith in Jesus on rock. He's, he's telling that rain will come, the streams rose, the wind blew. But if your faith in Jesus is on the rock, you will not be shaken. If you build your faith on sand, it will sink. So you have to ask your question, where do I stand in Christ? Is it on the rock or sand? So, do you have enough faith in him? So, while talking about faith, so what does Bible say about faith? How should we grow in faith? So, let us go to Romans 10.17. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So to grow in faith, you have to listen to the word of God. So I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry if I'm reading too many verses. Cause <laughs> so whatever I'm talking about, it should be from the Bible. So, so I'm, I'm making sure that every verse is read. And if we go to Ephesians 4, 11, and 13... So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for the works of service, and so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measures of fullness in Christ. Word is life. We all need to share the word in unity. We have to encourage each other through the word of Christ. So it is the church. The body of Christ is the church. So we have to come to the church and listen to the word of God that helps us build our faith. So the more we listen to the word, the more we grow in faith. So God even God created this world with the word. Through his word, the whole world is created. The whole world is created with the word of God. What is the word of God? John 1.1 1, 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Amen? So you have to know the importance of the word, prayer. So if you want to approach to God, if you want to approach towards him, ask something to him, you need to have faith. To have faith, you need to be strong in the word of God. And so that your prayers will be answered. I hope you like this message. Thank you very much. Thank you.